0: Hello, my name is Morgan Gray and welcome back to the Afrocentric Podcast.
1: don't fuck with anybody who don't love a beautiful black queen baby you see this
2: you don't let nobody act black and then go home and be white it only takes a little bit of white brainwash to activate the cool chip in the average negro and a lot of white folk have demonstrated eloquently that they don't have no sense
0: And we are back to the Afrocentric podcast. I want to say welcome back. The title of this episode is Freestyle 14. We are the woke mob. Now this episode focuses on the evolution of wokeness within the black community and we will be defining wokeness as well as tracing its evolution in the black community. We'll also be discussing the demonization of wokeness in modern politics and how it's reflected and has impacted different states like Florida. As black people, we are the woke mob. We should continue to educate ourselves as well as having open conversations about ideas like wokeness as well as its importance in our communities because it's time to embrace our wokeness and use it as a tool for change.
2: You know what woke means? It means you're a loser. Everything woke, everything woke, it's true. Everything woke turns to shit. Okay. Let's
0: define wokeness. Now, wokeness is an adjective and it is derivative from African-American vernacular English and it means alert to racial prejudice and discrimination. The term wokeness has an extremely long history, but in modern usage, it was first coined in the 1940s and was first used by African-Americans to mean becoming sensitized to issues of justice. By the 20th century century, the term woke had come to mean to be well informed or aware especially in political and cultural senses okay now let's shift to the evolution of wokeness in the black communities the earliest known examples of wokeness as a context and a concept really revolve around the idea of black consciousness waking up And the idea is to wake up to a new reality or activist framework. And it dates back to the early 20th century. So in 1923, um, a collection of ideas by the Jamaican philosopher and social activist Marcus Garvey Ashe included the summons, Wake up, Ethiopia, wake up, Africa, and it is a call to action. And this call of action was towards global black citizens to become more socially and politically conscious. Moreover, Erica Badu played this huge role in popularizing the term woke. So in 2008, Erica Badu released this song called Master Teacher, and she sings in the song simply, I Stay Woke. And this song has become extremely popular among black activists and helped them popularize the term. So we just went from 1923 to 2008. So by 2014, this term the term of wokeness gained more widespread usage um, because it was intertwined with Black Lives Matter, the movement, and it was added to the Oxford English Dictionary in 2017. And then after 2017, because of Black Twitter, the term woke was increasingly used by white people, and it often signaled white people's support for BLM or Black Lives Matter. And a lot of people seem to feel like these commentators are using this term as a form of cultural appropriation. I feel like personally, the concept of wokeness, as Erica Badu put it, simply means to be aware To have an understanding of what's going on around you, to not be distracted by what they put in your face, but to say focus on the mission of activism, of protesting, speaking up for people, and advocating for their rights. Um... I think that it is important that we define as black people that we know what it means. Because as you'll see later on in this episode, the term woke or wokeness as a whole has been demonized. And the biggest problem within the political party that is demonizing the term wokeness is the fact that they cannot define this term at all because it's a made up problem.
1: And Americans consider themselves very liberal. And probably fewer of them consider themselves to be woke. And so, you know, when when we talk about traditional, would you mind defining woke? Because it's come up a couple times, and I just want to make sure we're on the same page. So, I mean, woke is sort of the idea that. um, I. This is going to be one of those moments that goes viral. I mean, woke is something that's very hard to define, and we've spent an entire chapter defining it. It is sort of the understanding that we need to, re- to- totally reimagine and re- re- redo society in order to create hierarchies of oppression. Um, sorry, I it's it's hard to explain in a fifteen second soundbite.
0: You, as a black person, or as an ally need to have an understanding that wokeness means to be well informed or aware. Nothing negative, but to be more educated and to have a better understanding of what's going on and to be connected to the world around you.
3: There's a song on this particular album called Master Teacher. And in that song, Master Teacher, the chorus is I stay woke. Mm. So stay woke was introduced to the world by way of this album, New America Part One. And I tweeted it once. Georgia Ann Muldrow actually wrote the song. Hmm. She's singing with me.
2: But we track how you started it and how it spread, and then how some on the the right are sort of hijacking or attacking it or giving it a different definition.
1: (laughs)
0: Stay woke.
3: Yeah. Um, it's just urging folks to pay attention to be alert. But stay woke. Wow. <laughs> I want my culture to stay woke, but I want the other cultures that's supporting us to stay woke.
2: Woke fascism that
1: will <laughs>
2: destroy our nation. We will never ever surrender to the woke mob. Florida is where woke goes to die.
3: I think they mean black. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's just another way to say thug or something else right you know once something goes out in the world it takes a life of its own it's an energy of its own I can tell you what woke means it just means being aware now
0: we have an understanding that the origins of the phrase wokeness was created to be inherently good something to inform and to remind black people to be which is to be vigilant but in modern In the modern world and modern politics, wokeness has been demonized and it will probably get worse. So wokeness has been demonized within the modern political sphere, especially because conservatives often believe that the concept of wokeness really contrasts against the idea of of America being this inherently good place. And you have to remember that. A lot of people have been sold this American dream, this idea that anyone who is an immigrant can come to America, can pull themselves up by their bootstraps, and they can become a billionaire overnight. Well, when people get here and they realize that that is not always the case, you have to remember that as black people and as far as for Native Americans There is no place to send us back. So if if people get here and realize the American dream was a farce, it wasn't true, and they start to complain, well, the majority in America, the opponents of wokeness, they can send those migrants back to where they migrated from. So if the Chinese show their ass, they can go back to China. If the motherfucking Muslims and Arab show their ass, they can go back to the Middle East. If the Puerto Ricans and Mexico show their ass, they can go back to Puerto Rico and Mexico. But as for us, the African-Americans, we are so detached from our roots, which are located in Africa. Although we don't know where in Africa because Africa is a very broad place. There is no place for us to go. So with this in mind, this is our homeland. This is where our ancestors were brought. They were forcibly taught this information, and they are Americans, whether people want to accept it or not. So being woke and being vigilant, because they cannot send us back to Africa They will attempt to kill us through genocide, and that's what they have been doing. So you have to understand the importance of being woke, of staying vigilant, and understanding what is going on around you. With this in mind, I would like to focus on the opponents of wokeness. The people that want to kill wokeness, because being awake and being aware really does affect systems of power and how these systems of power operate because wokeness creates this enemy across the political spectrum because wokeness not only indicts republicans but it indicts democrats as well now the opponents of wokeness are usually conservative people and they believe that it truly does injure the idea of america being this inherently good place on the flip side of that, the moderate Democrat worries that the term of wokeness has a possibility to be able to handicap their electoral electoral prospects, okay? So you also got to remember, too, and we just going to be real. The Democrats are not our friends. They are just the safer bed or the better known evil. Now, Republicans... And that's who we're going to be focusing on, those conservative Republicans. They really want to and they are recasting the phrase wokeness as this political progressive topic that has run amok. And many of these Democrats often want to shrink from the term because they either believe that Republicans have succeeded at the task of demonizing it or even more for concern because they agree with those Republicans. See, the opponents of wokeness see it as if it is this all pervasive ideology and they're forcing it and forcing people to believe that it is an extremist ideology within the political sphere and it only benefits minority and women, which is oppressive towards traditional cultural values and views. So when the white man uses the term woke, somehow in some way, it truly means to them A way to describe a general constellation of progressive ideas on race, gender, and sexuality.
2: You know what the acronym of WOKE originally came from, right? Willingly Overlooking Known Evil.
0: You see, the term woke has often been referred to in the most hyperbolic language imaginable. From ideology to religion to cult, it has been derailed and adulterated to the point that young people are genuinely interested in social justice and are hesitant to use it. People are afraid to use this phrase and opponents of wokeness have successfully redefined woke by turning it into a more projective idea that is often synonymous with the demise of everything good and white about America. And they use it as a way to beat back the specter of equality. Wokeness has been referred to again in 2022. Anti-woke became this ideology in and of itself and truly being anti-woke is an attempt for the right to rebrand bigotry as a resistance to movement. And I want to pause right here because This is where we start seeing those terms like um, reverse racism and the anti-white woke movement, which I think is a whole bunch of bullshit. Because to me, it really is an opportunity for white people to try to keep themselves from being held
2: accountable. What's your definition of woke culture? I'm interested in knowing because I don't know if I can give a definitive definition about woke culture. So I'm going to ask you, Clay. To me, woke culture is... Identity politics matters more than anything else. You didn't choose to grow up a black guy. I find your race and your gender, personally, to be the least interesting part of your opinion because it's something that you did not choose. With woke culture, you start off with a pyramid of victimization. And so everything is analyzed through the prism of that. And I'll give you an easy example in the world of mm-hmm. How would Deshaun Watson have been covered? Every fact is the exact same, except it had been Josh Allen. I would submit to you that the number one criticism would have been oh look at this white quarterback josh allen he can be accused of sexually assaulting 30 different women avoid criminal charges and sign the biggest contract in the history of football
0: like if i sat up here and i say um i might disdain white people i might have a strong dislike for white people but i'm not racist they will say well that's racist because you just said you don't like white people that is reverse racism and you have to truly be educated or woke to have the understanding that, number one, is black people, we cannot be racist. Because, number one, I don't hate white people. Number two, there I don't have the power to be able to systemically oppress a group of people or to take away their rights. Nor do I have a system in place that is systemically oppressing that group of people. But they will take that. And they will reverse it in order to benefit themselves and to keep themselves from being held accountable. So you have to think about it not only from a micro or small lens. You must look at it from a large lens. Because when they're saying anti-woke, they saying anti-black. When they talking about the woke mob niggas, they talking about us. I don't, I don't know if they y'all done picked that up yet. So this whole war against wokeness is extremely, and it seems like it's going to become inevitable. One, it'll either get ignored or unknown to those who accept this whitewashed history that conservatives like the fucking Daughters of Liberty and the Mons for Liberty and the Daughter for No Reproductive Rights all up there in Tennessee. And it's because these anti-woke warriors really seek to preserve this ideology, this idea that America is this amazing place and it has won all these wars justly and there is no problem within the American system when that simply is not the truth. They're trying to keep you dumb. And that is why I'm here today because I really want to educate you guys because If y'all keep on overlooking this shit and y'all keep on letting shit slide, it's going to get worse. It's the only thing that can happen. It will
1: get worse. And if you let that motherfucker shenan once, best believe they're going to shenan again.
3: I just think Juneteenth is a woke holiday
2: and we shouldn't give these people an inch. I think I figured it out. All this anti-woke rhetoric is nothing but white victimization repackaged. There's something going against them. Imagine Republicans opposing Juneteenth. Wasn't it Republican soldiers that went down to Galveston to tell the people the good news about Jubilee? Hey, man, this is the reason why they're attacking education in a textbook example of conservative contradictions. At this point, they feel like anything that's uplifting or acknowledging or empowering black people is woke, ain't it? And it's bad. Tell me that black empowerment is bad without telling me that black empowerment is bad. Stay woke.
0: In totality, people are truly combating wokeness for a variety of reasons. And these reasons include political, cultural, and social concerns. While wokeness is a tool for social and political activism, some people see it as that way. Some people see wokeism as a threat to traditional cultural views and an ideology of extreme identity politics. To me, it just sounds like reverse racism. And it's not even reverse racism. What is it when you um, reverse psychology? I'm a bad person. And you know what? And we, we finna get into Florida in a few seconds. But, like, if you a bad person and you doing bad stuff, let's say you a nigga and you out here cheating. And you you don't want your bitch to know that you cheated. So what you going to do? You going to come home. You going to start a problem. You going to deflect. You going to put all this shit out on your bitch. You going to keep that bitch nervous. You going to stress her out because you are the problem. And you see here, that's exactly what the conservatives are doing. Okay? So let's see what's going on with the impact of wokeness at a micro- point of view because the impact of wokeness is truly impacting florida for the negative and it's not for the greater good and you know sidebar on top of that like i feel like wokeness because of the broadness is no longer just for black people i feel like wokeness embodies all minorities so like lgbtq um, different minority ethnic rates, um, like the immigrants that are coming in from different parts of South America, disabled people. Wokeness now is for all of them. And I don't want to take that away from them because they're all getting attached because they're all being grouped together. Because if you're not white, you ain't right. You understand what I'm saying? So like right now in the state of Florida, Florida, um, Ron DeSantis has passed hold on, excuse me. Ron the Devil has passed a lot of anti immigration legislation. The motherfucking immigrants done left. Now don't nobody want to go to Florida Because every group Not even just in America But around the world Is telling people Do not come to Florida And now they don't They don't have nobody To work the farms And America is built on Those small agreements That farmers And um, migrant laborers have How I don't know How you gonna get your simpler orange juice Baby I truly don't Because the motherfucking immigrants said Mm-mm, Get somebody else to do it you understand what I'm saying? Now they got white people going out there into them food fields, and they the white people said, "I'm tired of this, Grandpa." I'm too damn mad! You keep digging. It's too much. We don't have enough hot sunscreen, and they quit before the day is over with because you know melanoma and such. So that is just one example of the impact of wokeness in states like Florida. But let's go back to the black lane, because, you know, the the immigrants didn't want nobody help until the shit started affecting them, because they didn't have us when they first was just attacking wokeness, and it was more of a black ideology.
4: Everything that's going on in Florida is really hard to digest, especially coming from my black American lens, and let me explain. It's sort of similar to being the older sibling. Like when your younger sibling breaks something or comes to you with an idea or says, I'm going to ask mom or dad about this. You kind of already know what the consequences are going to be. We've seen this game played so many times, especially when it comes to immigrants. And let's say especially, especially when it comes to white passing immigrants. They welcome you into the country. They say, look at your new home, all of these amenities. This is all for you. They play on your trauma. They know where you just came from and what you were just experiencing. So they craft their messages in a particular way to ensure that you vote for them. And that older or existing sibling is saying, hey, I've been here for a while, dude. It's not going to go down that way. But because of your trauma and your proximity to whiteness, you go ahead and you go along with it. I understand why Latinos specifically voted for Trump and DeSantis, but what I need Latinos to understand is this is not South America. And no matter how white adjacent you think you are, you are living in these United States of America and you will never be folded into the white supremacy hood of the United States. They played you and they're going to keep playing you. And I'm afraid that you're going to keep allowing them to play you. Because while they're playing you, they're telling you that you're better than those other people, that older sibling. And you're believing it while you get less than that older sibling. This isn't to shame. Well, maybe it is to shame y'all a little bit. I feel like we need to bring shame back. And once you understand that this country will never see you as an equal, I mean, look up the statistics. Look at how much Latino people make on average in this fucking country. Look at the jobs reserved for Latino people in this country. Not all, okay? Also, that not all is going to get y'all in trouble. Because then they can just say, well, look at Bad Bunny. Well, look at Good Bunny. Well, look at Styling Bunny. See, they're doing it all. Why can't you do it? You just need to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and get seven more jobs. Last thing I'm going to say is don't bring your asses to California if you haven't reformed your mind. Because if you bring your asses over here and you start fucking voting Republican, I'm going to punch you in your forehead. From the older sibling, of course.
0: Now, in Florida, the governor, Ron, the sanctimonious, has rejected wokeness. And he has defined it as the belief that there is systemic injustices in American society and the need to address them. He said this is a mind virus. He said, wear your mask. Please wear
1: your mask. Wear your mask. It is very important for you to put on that mask. This is not no joke. And this is not no rundown. Wear your mask. If you vaccinated or not, throw on that mask. And stop lying, telling people you vaccinated and you know dang on well you ain't vaccinated. You up here trying to get people sick.
0: This is a virus like the flu. Now the devil has um used wokeness as a projective term to signify the identity-based social injustice issues that some of the democrats and progressives push for the demonization of wokeness in florida and oftentimes it has led to politics that are very harmful to marginalized communities such as this fucking ban on critical race theory in schools now i know that everybody is not active on social media the way that i'm active on social media but y'all if y'all could like see the the videos that are coming out of the schoolhouses of librarians and they're hiring staff to pull books from out of the libraries now and it ain't just like four or five books and we've talked about this before they literally have mounds of books throughout the hallways that are taller than five feet five inches okay they are thicker than me do you understand me? There are books. Anything that got to do about anything, Native Americans, motherfucker, they done pulled the goddamn um, books about the Lewis and Clark. They said we don't want to hear about that bitch called Saka or whatever. A Saka Boo shit. That's what the Republicans said. Now, let's focus back on the structural idea. So run the dumbass of Florida has made cultural issues a cornerstone of his administration. And he has particularly been stuffing out what he has called wokeness and has passed this legislation that restricts race-based communication and analysis in business and education. Y'all also got to remember that last week, um, Ron delusional, his ass just announced that he was going to run for president now he is troll he is trailing far behind donald trump because the white people don't even like him Come on, but the white vote might be split in half and if he get it this is why you guys got to get up and vote next year this is going to be one of the biggest elections of our lifetimes like if he gets out here and he wins Florida is going to be a reflection of how the entire United States is going to go. And funny enough, Ronald, the doodle head, his ass said when if he become um president, the first thing he going to do, he going to free the January 6th riders that stormed the Capitol. Okay, he don't give a fuck about y'all. He said he gonna let them dogs loose and they gonna tear that ass up. So that's why we got to get up and vote. Even what's going on in Florida, you don't even want us to learn our history. Like there was a time when enslaved people couldn't learn. And now it's illegal for us to learn about enslaved people.
2: Yeah. That statement that D.L. Hughley just said was profound because it hits at the core of a strategy that's been used since slavery to preserve and propel white supremacy in the United States. It's basically control the narrative and suppress children's access to information that contradicts the propaganda. On September 10th, 1894, an organization called the United Daughters of the Confederacy was created. People started to realize that the Civil War had ended 30 years before, so a lot of the soldiers were starting to get old and die out. Their thoughts were, if these people died out without giving the message, their ideology would die. In the beginning, the organization's primary focus was to raise a bunch of money and put up as many Confederate monuments and statues as possible. This is why there are so many Confederate statues and monuments in the United States, because the United Daughters of the Confederacy put most of them up. But after a while, the UDC realized that statues weren't enough. You had to actually teach this ideology to continue it going. So they came up with the Lost Cause. And basically, the Lost Cause is an ideology that says that Confederates were heroes, it says that slavery wasn't bad, that slaves were content with being slaves, and that slavery was not the root cause of the Civil War. In 1919, a woman named Mildred Rutherford came through to push this idea forward. It's important to know that Mildred Rutherford was a member of the United Daughters of the Confederacy. She was also a teacher and she was a prominent white supremacist. And she creates this pamphlet called A Measuring Rod to Test Textbooks and Reference Books in Schools, Colleges, and Libraries. The goal of this pamphlet was to create a guideline that schools could use so that they could have a cohesive message being taught throughout school districts across the South. So in this pamphlet, It said that some books should be completely removed from schools while others needed to be heavily redacted or censored so that the messages of these books corresponded with the teachings and ideologies of the Confederate South. If a book didn't state that states' rights was a primary reasoning for the Civil War, it was taken out of schools. If it said that the Civil War was fought over slavery, it was taken out of schools. If a book referred to Confederates as traitors or rebels, the book was taken out of schools. And if a book stated that the South fought to keep slavery intact, it was taken out of schools. Now, these guidelines, this curriculum, was kept intact from the early 1900s all the way up until 1969. And it's believed that 70 million students learned this way. I can tell you it didn't stop in 1969 because I went to school in the South, I graduated in 2002, and I was taught some of these same things. You actually may have been taught some of this stuff too, or at least taught by someone that was taught this if you've ever heard that the Civil War was fought over states' rights. It wasn't, the ideology came about, because of the guidelines that were set forth in this
3: pamphlet.
2: In today's time, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is using these exact same tactics to whitewash the black experience and essentially erase our history. This is why it's so vital that we take it upon ourselves to document and share the injustices that are committed against black and brown people, or any minority for that matter. This is also why it's important for us to have open dialogues and discussions because if we don't document and communicate, the history is lost. I don't know if you realize this or not, but we are literally living the history that might be hidden from our children in the future. It's important to know that from the beginning of time until there are no more people walking the earth, the winner of the war is the person that held the pen to write about it. It's also important to know that the United Daughters of the Confederacy is still in existence today and undoubtedly has members in it that are making laws that are in positions of power and influence over the minorities that they're hoping to keep the information from. This is how white supremacy is preserved. This is how white supremacy is propelled. And this is the same way that they've been doing it from the beginning of time.
0: Now, the Stop Woke Act restricts critical race theory, and other race-based con- uh, conversations in schools and business. And um, run the dummy, has declared this to be unconstitutional by a Florida judge who said that the law violates the First Amendment and is imperishably vague. Now, with this StopWoke Act, it was not going to only impact schools um, K-12. through He was also creating different legislation to impact DEI which is diversity equity and inclusion now i don't i everybody that listens to me number 1 has not been to american schools number 2 they may not have gone or been involved in those schools to understand the importance of DEI but majority of the time people who work in DEI are responsible for educating programs, for putting programs together that represent minority groups, not just black people. They are the ones who create space to have these tough conversations as well as create safe places for those minority people. They are the ones who advocate for us, especially within um, primarily white institutions. So they are needed. So with these legislations, it is really putting them number one in the spotlight is making them very scared because one bad slip up they could lose their job and not only can they lose their job the motherfuckers could go to jail just for simply speaking the truth and not this whitewashed eurocentric version of history okay so The devil has waded deep into the wars over curriculum. And um, he has imitated the Virginia governor's race last year. And um, they are now at the heart of the GOP agenda as this party seeks to win control of the Congress as whole. Now, while he is making moves that amount to censorship and could lead to the marginalization of some of the most vulnerable kids struggling with identity issues um the Florida man has repeatedly said his objective is to protect him and (laughs) I mean I feel like that's a life lesson within of itself you do not pay attention to what a nigga say you pay attention to what a nigga do point blank period sprinkle sprinkle that nigga can say he want to protect the kids all day but all these legislation he's passing is not only censoring the children who are supposed to have a right to be able to speak their minds and be protected um it's also erasing the history of a lot of these children and if he really wanted to protect the kids he would do something about gun laws in the state of Mississippi and the state of Florida he would do something about pedophilia because America is like number one right now sex trafficking and I know it's real bad in Florida hell if he wanted to protect the kids he could go out and catch all them goddamn snakes that's loose in the Everglades but he don't he want to fight an invisible word called woke okay matter of fact the delusional DeSantis, the devil believes that being woke is terrible and oh he has made a demonization of people who say that they are woke and he claims that the wake or the woken population are politically correct and are intimidated by organized efforts to reduce racism in school and in the workplace because they truly believe that if you take away the race it'll fix the problem but that's not true they really i don't they say they even want to protect the white kids but at this point they don't give a fuck about them kids they only give a fuck about this money so again uh run the sanctimonious the dusty um he is an opponent of wokeness and there it is There it is. He wants to kill it because, again, being awake and being aware helps you to understand the systems of power and how they operate against these political uh, spectrums, okay? Nigga, don't give a fuck about you or me. Fuck you. Fuck me. Fuck everybody else. They don't care.
5: So I teach in Florida. I think I told y'all. So I'm scheduled to commit a level three felony for which is punishable by up to five years in prison and $5,000, if I'm understanding it correctly, which is weird, I read the summary of the law. One, that's absolutely correct. So we're not supposed to let kids go into our libraries right now. They're not supposed to be able to touch it until they get reviewed by some type of uh, literacy specialist, which is interesting because I'm like, if you can afford a literacy specialist, then y'all could have been afforded to get us somebody who does media and does runs our library, but whatever. Anyway, next month, I'm supposed to get a felony, I think, or something. And the only way I could see it being that way is because a part of the law is very vague. It says if you make people feel anguish because of their race. And in our next chapter, we talk about abolitionists and we talk about Frederick Douglass and how he was enslaved. We don't mention race, though. But doesn't that vagueness allow for somebody to feel uncomfortable and me to get threatened with the fine? I will be able to uh, destroy
2: leftism in this country and leave woke ideology on the dustbin of history. (laughs)
4: I, a woke mob did not storm the US Capitol. A woke mob did not shoot up Ubaldi a woke mob does not represent the threat that domestic violent extremism does. okay
3: Ron you go get the woke mob shout out to the slaves yeah
1: shout out to the slaves
3: you feel me shout out to Harriet Tubman shout out, my to my she's a real nigger. shout out to the real niggas and shout out again to all those people who hate my guts
2: y'all are doing a justice and an effort to the world keep breaking these men down one at a time
3: you are obsessed and sick
0: and we are back with the big black shout out, the blackest shout out in the world. The big black shout out is an opportunity to help circulate the black dollar back into our communities as well as for audience members to explore black-owned hidden gems. Um, number one, I just want to say congratulations to me.
1: Great. I'm super happy. The girls are happy. Everybody did great. Shout out. Shout out to me. Shout out to the cabaret. Shout out to the bitches.
0: Okay. Um, I received a fellowship at the Southern Poverty Law Center's Advocacy Institute and that's who I would like to shout out, the Southern Poverty Law Center's Advocacy Institute. Now um, this institute is home to a series of training programs sponsored by SPLC staff subject matter experts community based partner organizations and other community stakeholders that often offer hands on policy and advocacy training to be able to provide participation with skills that they would need in order to create positive change throughout our communities. So this institute is an annual nine-week training program designed to help provide practical hands-on experience and training in the field of advocacy now if you're listening to my podcast you're already an advocate if you're talking about what's going on in the world and you're saying enough is enough you're already an advocate so this program might be for you now the program is designed to be immersive learning experiences where the fellows develop um the muscle to be able to integrate advocacy and learn all these necessary elements for developing and executing an advocacy plan. So throughout this program we are expected to work extremely close with the SPLC staff. Um, majority or them of them are black lawyers. Um, I've met so many amazing black people as well as different minority groups because it's not just black people that are participating within this institute um, learning about different ways to be able to advocate um, subject experts. I've met um, a few people who were actively participating in the civil rights movement, not here at a local level in Mississippi, but also at a national level throughout America, as well as different types of key stakeholders that bring up these plans into fruition as they seek to change within their local communities. So um, shout out to the Southern Poverty Law Center. Um, this has been the highlight of my summer to be around like-minded individuals who truly want to see the greater good for the black community as well as different minority groups that truly want to educate themselves on how to make the world a better place and you know I just love being around um black people man it makes me excited I get to be myself as well as the opportunity to display how smart I am but I'm also surrounded by people who are way smarter than me and that is a blessing in and of itself because you never want to be the smartest person in the room you always want to be able to learn something from other people and that's definitely what I'm doing. So shout out to all of the fellows that I'm working with. Shout out to the staff. And you like I said, shout out to me, because my your girl is on to bigger and better things. <laughs>
3: Please forgive me for any sins in which I committed those I know of and those I don't know, Lord. Lord, please forgive me for beating this bitch ass today, Lord. Lord, please forgive me for thinking about beating her ass again, Lord. Please rebuke all these demons that's in this house, Lord. I pray Is that unto really you, really necessary? Oh,
4: Lord. How excellent.
0: How excellent yes and we are back with the altar call here at the afrocentric word of life and faith youth center we are here praying for the niggas and the people in the back pew now for those who have no clue the altar call is the final segment of any podcast episode and I'm just here to let my people know that I'm here and I'm getting praying and fasting and I'm hoping and I'm, I'm here for a good time and, and if the Lord say so, maybe a long time because the Bible say that you'll give us an expected end oh God now. This is just an opportunity for my listeners to get their prayer on and we going we fighting spirits and principalities on the high level and the low level oh God now. God, I got on the internet, I got on soldier boy telling internet the other day and uh we found out that cornell west has announced that he is running for president um dear god i believe if he was walking down the street you would see him and say depart from me brother because i do not know you because god if i saw that joker down the street i wouldn't know him either sorry to that man i hate to say it i hope i don't sound ridiculous i don't know who this man is I mean he could be walking down the street. I wouldn't I wouldn't know a thing. Sorry to this man. So God, we just wanna know as the black community Lord, who is who who is Colonel West? Is he a devoted soldier for you, God? And why is he running on a third party ticket, father? Because you know, we know you paid the way and we know you paid for the ticket, but I feel like maybe he needs to return a ticket and get his congressional money back now. God, we don't know where this joker come from and we don't, we don't know where he headed, but you know you are the architect of all the plans, but I do believe that you said that the devil is the creator of all confusion and God, I'm I'm certainly confused, God, because I've never heard of this man, Jesus. He gonna represent me, God. He not even married to a melanated queen, dear God. And Dr. Umar said that uh, only black men and white and black women and black men when they have sex can talk to you. So I don't know who he talking to, but God, we don't know this man. We probably not gonna vote for him for president. God, we just wanna know what was the reason. Or why. Who is he? Cause he looked like he on his third heart attack me God but we come to you humble servants as we are and you know what I don't even know why I'm on this podcast I'm questioning you that is not what you would want for the saints so um, I'm sorry but if you could send like a little signal little bird message you know what I know what prayer I want to pray God if Cornel West is not supposed to be the president remove him from the voting ticket yes much like how the backsliders pray for the niggas to be removed from out of their life remove Colonel west we don't know him lord in jesus name we pray amen
3: quick prayer i pray that when he go to lay up with another woman her cat instantly get to smelling like a two-piece fried tilapia platter and it just get the stinking out of nowhere real bad i pray that when he get to calling another woman he get an instant ear infection and a roach just crawl into his ear canal and just have a thousand babies i pray that when he go to lay up with another woman it just be a thousand bed bugs in the lining of her mattress and they get ate up real bad that night. Okay? I pray that the bedbugs climb in between his toes so that when he walk into his baby mama house, she get bed bugs as well. And they get ate up again. Real bad. Okay? I pray that when he get to sliding that thing into somebody else's cat, that her cat just get dry as a Ezekiel bread. Okay? I pray that when he get to walking up to talk to another woman that his ankles and knees get real brittle and just crumble apart like a dried out Popeye's biscuit okay I pray that that cat just get rusty like the tracks on a railroad I pray that when he look at another woman he just get instant cataracts and that spiders just put spiderwebs all over his eyelids so he can't even lift them up to look at nobody but me okay amen I know you got me, God. I say this
1: prayer. I mm-hmm. say prayer. Mm-hmm.
0: for choosing to be afrocentric today i know that this is a scary conversation to have because they really they playing with a few niggas downfalls and when i say a few i mean all of us they don't want to see us win but that's why we're here where i'm here to remind you guys to stay woke to stay vigilant to remind you even, it don't matter, it don't matter how many degrees you done got, it don't matter how far away you've gotten from your hometown, it don't matter how light skin you is, if you white-passing, if you're Creole, if you're albino, you're still black, okay? So, when they get to talking about the woke mob, I just wanted to remind you that you too are a part of the woke mob, and you need to be moving
1: accordingly
0: continue to educate yourself continue to advocate for the people who do not have a voice and Brian DeSantis said he gonna fight us in the church he gonna fight us in the legislature baby I'm a stunner girl baby because we can fight in the
3: mall at church if you be at the mall church don't say nothing to me bitch I told y'all bitch so I warned y'all stop fucking disrespecting me bitch period it don't
0: matter okay So, you do your thing. You do it for your ancestors, for the people who came here before us. Because we are the living reincarnation of them. They live through us. We are doing the things that they never thought were possible. They are the woke mom. You are the woke mom. Have pride in yourself. And do not fight this thing laying down. so please remember that black lives truly do matter make sure that you are listening and protecting black women and children and the only thing that you must do within this lifetime is be black and die and here at the afrocentric podcast we're just civilized people having civilized conversations i'll talk to you guys soon bye-bye
1: all those who share our values of freedom transparency and social justice to join us together we can create a world where the power is in the hands of the people where movements are democratized and truly owned by their participants and where everyone has the opportunity to make a difference take control of your power in a decentralized future the time is now we are anonymous we are legion expect us we reject woke ideology
2: We fight the woke in the legislature. We fight the woke in the schools. We fight the woke in the corporations. We will never, ever surrender to the woke mob. Florida is where woke goes to die.
1: Uh, It is um, astounding how often we hear about wokeness, wokeness, wokeness from people who have no idea what woke actually means and where it stems from, but let me just say as black folks who stood up to say that no more would we allow these injustices to continue to happen on our communities. We spoke up and I can speak to it because I'm one of those folks that was on the ground for more than 400 days after the killing of Michael Brown, when that came about. We said we woke up because we won't allow anyone else to do this to us without us fighting back. And so when you say I'm anti-woke, when you talk about wokeness, you're saying I'm anti-black and I don't want black people to speak up for themselves. I don't want equality and justice for black folks. So I say to those that say wokeness, 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 we're anti-woke. This is not wokeness, what we talked about in here. And you should be on the side of folks who are woke because we're saying no more oppression against our community. So whatever else is being thrown around, unless you are saying I'm racist, white supremacist, and I'm bigoted, stop talking about wokeness. And you can't tell me that I'm wrong because I'm from the very movement where this came about. Don't let a fascist tell you what being woke means.